been discussing this for, what, months now? Yesterday in Cranberry, it was finally revealed. The power play. And it is spectacular, at least in alignment. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Eric Carlson will be on the top power play unit. Breaking news, right? Well, that had to happen. And when you add someone who's that special, even within the framework of a whole lot of other Hall of Famers, you have to make a concession toward who he is and what he is versus, honestly, anybody else out there, including, yes, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang. You have to build it around him. I don't want to insult Carlson and suggest that he's some sort of power play specialist, but he's beyond brilliant at it. And not to be that guy, but I've never really seen Sid Gino or even Tanger in that same capacity. They've obviously been extremely productive. They've obviously been overall brilliant. But when I think of the most like over-the-top, awesome power play performers that I've ever seen. Again, respectfully here, none of those three makes the list, bearing in mind that we've been really, really spoiled here for a very long time. But Carlson, yeah, the first shift he takes on the Pittsburgh power play, he'll be one of the best guys to ever have done it. So they take the ice. Finally get everything going in a formation. According to Mike Sullivan, this began with some Sunday morning work that Todd Reardon began doing with the members of PP1. And they went out there with Carlson and Latang. I'll get to the line in a second. Sid, Gino, and Ricard Raquel. And who's been pushing for Raquel? Who's been doing that? Look at my arm way up in the air. Because... There's no way you take him off of there. Certainly not with Jake Gensel out for at least the first handful of games. There's just no way you do that. Everything Raquel has meant to this power play, going back to when he was finally put onto the top unit, finally, for the second half of last season over Brian Rust, I just don't see how you don't at least give him the benefit of the doubt going in especially when there's a vacancy that you don't even want that already exists. The alignment, though, that's the thing. Carlson was manning the center point, basically the equivalent of an umbrella formation. If you don't know what that means in hockey, uh, picture being the goaltender and who's defending this poor soul, and you're looking forward. There's someone at the top of the umbrella. There's two guys to either flank and there's two other guys that are working down low. The top of the umbrella is Carlson to Carlson's left and kind of in the Raquel slash Phil Kessel position is Latang. And I'll get to why I really love that over on the right side is Gino, where you can take advantage of that one timer. 
And then down low are Raquel and Sid. Why those two? Well, Sid, Sid, you know what he can do, uh, particularly down low on the power play, deflections, rebounds, and everything else. You don't necessarily have a, a true net front guy. Raquel's not that. He can go there. He certainly doesn't have an aversion to it, but he's way more effective as a retrieval guy. And that's what you're looking for out of that one. Latang might be the most interesting choice, though, because one of Latang's most pronounced and sustained strengths as an offensive defenseman has been his uncanny ability to kind of squirm down the left boards with the puck. For those of you who go back a few years with his team, remember the goal that he scored in the championship clinching game six in San Jose. Remember when he skated around the Sharks' entire zone, but he started it by rolling down the left side. It was a maneuver that no one on their PK could stop, even though I'm sure they scouted the heck out of it. It's a maneuver that I haven't seen many teams stop over the years. And to an extent, I've felt like Latang gets kind of wasted on the right point of the power play because he's not, he's not ever been a guy who's really, really proficient at getting the puck through traffic. Whereas Carlson is the best in the game at it. So if you put Latang over there, you create a little bit of a wild card for him. He can get the puck across the top to Gino, lateral passes. Better be smart with that one. He can continue to feed off Carlson. He can work the puck down low to either Sid or to Raquel. He also can just do his thing and maneuver. Let Raquel slide back and cover. You get the picture here. There's a lot that's going on. Here is some of what Sullivan had to say yesterday after practice on this. It's nice having a righty on that side for a one-time threat. Um, I also think with the way our power play operates, there's a lot of movement within the positions. And so as these guys get comfortable with one another, um, I would imagine you'll see um, you'll see a lot of movement. I think Eric up top uh, is really good you know, with his instincts and what he sees. Uh, he likes to move himself. So it wouldn't surprise me moving forward as, the, as this power play evolves and we give them repetitions and they get to know one another and their tendencies. And- the motion and the movement will take time. Don't be impatient with that. That takes a lot of talking. It takes a lot of trust. And you'd better believe it takes a lot of talent. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be in place by the opener. But you got to get started somewhere. And this is a really firm foundation. When we come back, J1Q. from Scott who says good morning DK I wanted to ask who do you feel has the best shot to slide into Jake Gensel's spot or who would you feel most comfortable with on the top line for hopefully only a handful of games always enjoy the show great way to start the day I appreciate that Scott what I think as you know doesn't matter at all but I'll give you that anyway in a second only after I share that the other significant thing that occurred 
yesterday was that Ricard Raquel was up there. Now, yeah, I know Raquel is a right winger, but he was on the left side with Sidney Crosby, Brian Rust over on the right. And you can say what you want about how unusual that feels, but the fact is Raquel has a history, in Anaheim anyway, of playing both wings. He's capable of it. He can receive a pass over there. He can create over there. We've seen that. Actually, if you really get right down to it, his contributions on the power play, and I understand that's different, were entirely on that side of the rink. Now, what does it say that Mike Sullivan wants to have Raquel and Rust up there with Sid? Well, it reinforces what we talked about a ton on this show. That's something that Sullivan told me a couple of years ago, which is that when he and his coaches get to the rink on every game day, the first thing they think about is how can we do right by Sidney Crosby? That's not a slight on anybody else. It's just... That's the order in which they do things. It's a chronological thing. So Sid gets Raquel and Rust. But that's not the part that gets me out of this whole scenario. Because if you already are thinking to yourself, wait a second, who's left for Evgeny Malkin? Riley Smith is going to be on one side, but you just took away Gino's right winger. It's Alex Nylander. And my friends... This is maybe the most uplifting thing that's happened yet in this training camp. Not the most significant, but the most uplifting. Because Nylander has found a way to play himself into this opportunity. If you've been paying attention as much as possible, and I understand it's not easy to do in preseason, certainly with practices, But Nylander's been one of those guys who's been flying everywhere, making things happen, including showing responsibility in the defensive zone and, not to keep beating this point to death where it comes to him, but continually moving his feet. Exactly what Sullivan had challenged him to do a year ago in Wilkes-Barre. He's done that. He's continuing to do it. And for him to get rewarded by having this opportunity, even if it's just a handful of games, he's probably the better answer to the question that you're asking because he's the one that's benefiting. He's the one that's up there where he normally wouldn't be. I appreciate the question, a really, really good one and a timely one. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 